Welcome to NARAL's The Morning After. Each Thursday, our podcast brings you the latest on reproductive health care, progressive politics, and the fight to keep abortion safe and legal. NARAL's The Morning After is a production of NARAL Pro-Choice Ohio. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at ProChoiceOH. Enjoy the show! Hi, I'm Gabe. I'm Kelly. I'm Jamie. <laughs> so we're, we're sunglassed today. Uh-huh. Sunglassed. We are. We're just, uh, I'm just Instagramming while we're podcasting. Social media we're and your cool social like media. That. Yeah, okay. Yes. Why do we have sunglasses, Kelly? Because I ordered them. <laughs> Duh. Because <laughs> Kelly's the queen of swag. Because I maxed out my credit card for this organization two months in a row. <laughs> Yay! I can't purchase anything else. <laughs> no, okay, so I'm upping our swag game because, well, we need to. And uh, just to FYI, we're way better than our national offices. Just uh, <laughs> in case anyone from national is listening, we're better than you I with our swag. That they are. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. <laughs> um, yeah, so I've ordered new pens, which look really good, actually. Like, I'm very happy with the pens, and they're purple with purple ink, so they're like just great. So pens. exciting. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> the things that and, like I get excited about. Um, and Did I tell you I had one of your purple pens of black ink? Excuse me? I started writing and it was just black ink. Yeah, in the box. There were a couple of weird ones, which I found hilarious because out of everyone who was really excited about purple pens with purple ink, came, Gabe came back with, well, what if we want to use them for like official petitions? And then they would have to be officially black. So and was I a com- drew the black pen. So like the there was one black pen that Gabe drew out of the box of purple pens. Oh, I'm glad it was hilarious. him and not like the people who were excited about purple ink. Yes. Uh-huh. So yeah, we got pens, we got new t-shirts, which I got to give to Sherrod Brown this that week. That was totally awesome. Uh-huh. Thank you. <laughs> and then sunglasses and what else? Megaphones. Megaphones. And uh, now I'm ordering like the less exciting things like table runners. <laughs> Boring. No, I mean, it's, we, we got a new logo. If you didn't notice, we have a new logo, so go check out our new logo. Um <laughs> But uh, yeah, if you're interested in getting any of this, any of this uh, you can volunteer and get a t-shirt. You can volunteer and get sunglasses. Um, and I guess you can just like nab a pen if I'm not looking. <laughs> volunteer link is in the show notes. Yes. Um, I was at the, uh, I think we talked about it on last week's show. I was at the, the Democratic debate uh, up in Toledo mm-hmm. and I brought some swag with me. So Betty Sutton now owns a pair of purple sunglasses. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not an official endorsement of the organization at this time. But no. she totally liked them. <laughs> yeah. And Anybody can have them. Yes. Yeah. Equal opportunity giver outers. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, one of our awesome activists in Toledo, Kristen, is it Hattie? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. She took a lot of the swag home that can now be won if you have the best sign at a counter protest. <laughs> yes. And awesome. she, lo- she looks real good pregnant in our t-shirts. <laughs> yes. You should check out our Instagram for that one. Yeah. That's on our Instagram. Yes. So volunteer in the show notes. I have to take these off now because I can't see a thing. <laughs> okay, sorry. Bye. They are not for pre- prescription sunglasses. Nope. <laughs> Someday. Okay. <laughs> What's in the news, Jamie? Nothing. We should just all go home. Uh huh. <laughs> Our podcast this week is just <sighs> sunglass discussion. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So in the news, um, we'll talk about fun stuff later. But let's start with the downer. Um, fun stuff. Okay. <laughs> So House Bill 565 was introduced, and you might ask, so what's House Bill 565? What's House Bill 565? House Bill 565 is a bill that would charge people with murder 
if they have an abortion. Wait, so is it if they have an abortion or if they perform the abortion or both? Both, oh, as a matter of fact. Okay, cool. <laughs> yes. So a woman has an abortion. She can be charged with murder. Actually, all the way through aggravated murder, which is Ohio's first degree murder statute. So, so you're you're serious. This is actually a charge of murder. Yes. If a woman has an abortion. Yes. For her and her doctor. Yes. And anyone else who participates. Wait, so like if you drive somebody to the clinic, are you a a baiting? An accessory, yes, probably. Oh. Yeah, so basically... Clinic uh, escorts. (coughs) Well, there wouldn't be any clinics left, so there wouldn't be any clinic escorts. Oh, you're right. But anyway, um, so they... um, If you've been around for a while, what was it, 2011 when they started the signature gathering? Help me out. Uh, yes. Or 2009. Wait, it was right before the 2010 election, I think. No, it, it, I right thought after? it was after that. Okay. I think it was 2011. Somewhere in that time frame, a group of activists led by Dr. Patrick Johnston, who's a not birth control prescribing family practice doctor out of Zanesville, total anti-choice crazy person. His wife is known as Activist Mommy on Facebook, where she harasses trans people and harasses people outside of abortion clinics. They're, they're a fabulous family. That guy sang a song on YouTube one time about all he wanted for Christmas was guns and bombs. Yes. Guns and knives. Yeah, I mean... not have bombs. In, in a, a pre... Doctor. Yeah, and, and kind of the... I feel like it was post-Columbine and those kinds of things, but pre kind of the latest upsurge of school shootings. They actually, one month for this, so they proposed a personhood amendment to the Constitution that would have meant fertilized eggs were people under the Constitution and would have accomplished kind of the same things as this bill. But it was like a ballot initiative, so they had to collect signatures to get it onto the ballot and things like that. So once that this family, because they're so into guns, actually gave away a rifle. I feel like it was even like an assault style rifle oh, yeah. to the to the person who collected the most petition signatures one month. It was an AR-15 raffle. Yes, basically. So, but they aren't necessarily the ones behind this one. I was saying that because it's very similar to that one. So this one would basically change what is considered a person under Ohio law to include an unborn human. So they would be considered equal to you and me, and therefore. A, any abortion would be an unlawful termination of another's pregnancy, and Ohio Code already codes that as murder when it's not necessarily something that the woman chooses. Right now, the code exempts safe and legal abortion care. But but this isn't like an accidental byproduct, byproduct of the legislation. This is what it's designed to Oh, do. no. Like the, for, the first co-sponsor memo we saw on the bill talked about how it would mean abortion is murder. So, yes, 100% is what they mean and to this, do. And this bill's real long. Yes, 284 pages long. It kind of just shows you how integrated the abortion code is into Ohio code, because basically every time there's an abortion mention, it has to be on a page in the bill. So, yeah, so that was really fun to read this this week. So not only does it do that, but it would also um, impact women who had miscarriages, because right now Ohio law very specifically also says that a woman cannot be punished for any act or omission of an act that she does during pregnancy that causes a stillbirth, a miscarriage, or or those kinds of things. Um, uh, I'm glad that it's in the code, at least. Yeah, I mean, uh, that is actually the one place where Ohio is ahead of a lot of other states, because a lot of other states are starting to punish women for various things that they do during um, pregnancy. So Ohio, Ohio code is actually fairly progressive on protecting pregnant women. But this bill would um, take that a lot of those protections out. So it keeps the protection for having a stillborn infant, but if the doctor decides that you might have done something, like you went for a run and maybe you shouldn't have gone for a run or you fell down the stairs 
and you caused the miscarriage, you could also be up for a murder charge um, as and well. That's not a theoretical possibility. This is what Mike Pence's Indiana did to Pravi oh, Patel. Yeah, 100%. She was locked up in prison mm-hmm. because she had a miscarriage, yeah. and the doctors thought that she'd induced the miscarriage herself. Yes. So this is Mike already Pence happening in a lot of states. likes the idea yes. of locking up women who mm-hmm. have miscarriages, if he can blame it on them. Yeah, and Donald Trump said during the... the um, the presidential campaign that we should lock women up for having abortions. Of course, women should be punished was what he said, I think. And um, I think we also um, can't, though, lose sight of the fact that, yeah, this is a big, huge bill and it's really, really awful. And we will, of course, be doing everything we can to stop it. But we can't let it, like, overshadow the stuff that's already still existing. I mean, we still have the method ban. We still have the fetal tissue stuff that will severely impact access to abortion. And feel like a lot of people feel like, well, those bills aren't as bad. So, you know, the people who are presenting them aren't as bad. And really the only difference is that a higher right to life is like taking the stairs to the penthouse and Ron Hood and Nino Vitale, who are the legislative sponsors of House Bill 565, are taking the express express elevator all the way up and the heartbeat bill people are taking the regular elevator up. You know, they're all going to get to the same point. And they're all going to, you know, they all, their ultimate goal is banning abortion without exceptions for rape and incest. This bill actually doesn't even have an exemption for a woman's life. If the doctor is treating the pregnant woman and through no, like, intentional act. Oh, the oops, the, the fetus fell out. Yes. The, the doctor can, you know, cannot do anything purposeful to terminate the pregnancy. So... Yeah, I don't know in what case you so would be... So if her health is failing because of the pregnancy, the sponsors of this bill would rather that she die because yes. that's God's will, and then they would put the doctor to death. Uh-huh. Well, I no, because the doctor wouldn't go to death at that point because he wouldn't have done the abortion. But I if she had this life-saving abortion, she and her doctor could be put to death. I mean, that seems to be the case with a lot of evangelicals. Like, they want women to be martyrs for their children mm-hmm. and, right. or their supposed children, their potential children. Like, yeah. people make children they may not even want. Mm-hmm. Right. You mentioned representatives Ron Hood and Nino Vitale. Um, they're the main sponsors of this bill. There's 20 co-sponsors here. So if your representative is <laughs> Representative Brinkman, Antoni, Regner, Beckner, Becker, Rydell, Keller, Thompson, Schaefer, Wiggum, Zeltwanger, Kick, Stein, Rutherford, Sprague, Marin, Young, Dean, and Romanchuk. They also believe that women in your community should be put to death along with their doctors. Yes. For having abortions. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> That's why this, the podcast just to be a sigh this week. Mirage. So, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's really uplifting, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we knew that this was coming. We'd seen um, news of it for, I think, a couple of months now, but finally just seeing the bill this week and it's, uh, you know, actual introduction. Seeing it so we writing, know not that, just like, mm-hmm. you know. Has it made it to committee yet? No, it actually hasn't even been assigned to committee. Mm. It'll be but. interesting to see what it's assigned to since it really is a. Has this ever passed out of committee before? No, this bill has never been introduced before. Oh. To my knowledge, only one other state. Maybe two. The only one I can think of right now that's passed something similar is Oklahoma. Mm-hmm. They'd like passed. to pioneer new psychotic ideas uh, yeah. in Ohio. <laughs> but yeah, so Oklahoma, I feel like two or so years ago, passed a similar abortion is aggravated murder statute. That got but vetoed. Right? It got vetoed by the governor, and I don't think they were able to override it. I feel like they tried but failed. Um, maybe I should look that up before we start today. But um, so but yeah, that so, was under Obama's Supreme Court. Yes. We're now under Trump's Supreme Court. 
as disgusting as it is to say that out loud. <laughs> and and there's, you know, the rumors that Justice Anthony Kennedy mm-hmm. might decide to yes. uh, retire this mm-hmm. summer. You know, everybody's pointed to his relationship with Neil Gorsuch um, when Gorsuch was, I think, a clerk for him. So, mm-hmm. you know, they've been colleagues, uh, you know, teacher, student, whatever you want to call it, for decades. And so the the theory is that... Gorsuch got on the court and started working on Kennedy saying, hey, don't you want to retire? Boca Raton is so nice. (laughs) If you get out of here, then Trump's going to get another pick. Mm -hmm. That's what they're aiming for. And this bill is designed to appeal to a Trump-packed Supreme Court, not just Gorsuch, but whoever Trump could put in after Gorsuch, Mm -hmm. in addition to Gorsuch. Yes. Yeah, I mean, as we saw with the Capitol Care Toledo case and everything else, a court case filed now takes years to get to a Supreme Court level. So, yeah, I mean, they could easily pass that this year and, you know, hit the Supreme Court a couple of years from now where the makeup is completely different than it is right now. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so as soon as we heard about this bill, you started reading the legislation. I put mm-hmm. out the email uh, appealing to our supporters to get them to join the fight by making a contribution, which many of you did. Thank you. Thank you. Um, and then uh, we uh, hit the media. Uh, Kelly Copeland, our executive director, has already been in like all the papers talking about this. Um, the next step is to really get people engaged with this information that they're hearing about right now to contact their legislators. Mm-hmm. There's these 20 people. Before Lobby Day. Mm-hmm. Before Lobby Day, right. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are these 20 people who've already signed on to the bill, but that means that there's another 79 yes. uh, members of the House and all 33 senators who have not yet signed on to this horrific piece of legislation. Yes. They need to hear from everybody listening how much... Actual people, not just the crazy co-sponsors of this bill, but how much regular Ohioans oppose this idea and the other attacks on abortion Mm -hmm. rights that they're currently considering. Yeah. Well, and it might not even just be an attack on abortion rights. We talked about the miscarriage stuff a little bit, too. But by saying that an unborn human individual is anything from fertilization through birth... This could impact birth control access. Yeah. This could impact your access to an IUD or emergency contraception. This could impact your access to in vitro fertilization because a fertilized egg sitting at an IVF clinic is now a person in the state of Ohio. Right. And what impact does that have on the fertility treatment process in the state of Ohio? I mean, this is aimed at putting women and doctors in prison and or executing them for having an abortion, but it has much further reaches. We do not live in a first world country. (laughs) So any person who is pregnant might become pregnant, might want to avoid becoming pregnant. Might need help getting pregnant, yes. Right, could be impacted by this legislation. Mm -hmm. Yes. I saw our national office, uh, who, you know, you say that we're better than. They did use the pregnant people term in one of oh. their things, and it totally read in a natural way. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm down to pregnant people now. <laughs> and only took it like six months. Yay. I just need uh, to. You just need to mull on it's it a little bit. It's got to sound natural. Yeah. Pregnant people. Pregnant people. Okay. People who want to be pregnant, people who don't want to be pregnant, people might, we might need help getting pregnant. Yes. Everybody is impacted by this bill. 
people. Bad, bad bill. So yes. please uh, do continue to donate to Narrow Protest Ohio if you can. We appreciate all of that support. Um, but it buys things like fancy sunglasses. Yeah. Which is yeah. used to recruit volunteers uh-huh. who do work. Yes. So. Yeah, we're not, we're not just like throwing yeah. your money around, I promise. No. Um, but I will dollars. say specifically, keep it local. Uh-huh. And everybody contact your state legislators. Yes. So. Now, often. Yes. Forever. And then come to Lobby Day. And then come to Lobby Day. Um, you had a little, a little, little Lobby Day. Little, a little, little big Lobby Day. Mm-hmm. How'd, how'd that go? I don't know what answer you write, Warren. <laughs> <laughs> What did you do this week, Kelly? <laughs> I've, I've worked over 40 hours, and that was before I got here. Um, I think you worked 40 hours straight, Alma. I did, actually, 42. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, so uh, we, and, by, and by, me, by we, I mean there were a little, like, close to 30 of us from Ohio, from Cleveland and Columbus and, like, outlying cities who went to D.C. Um, on Tuesday for the opening arguments of Nifla versus Becerra. Who is Becerra? Somebody in California. Oh, the okay. attorney general or somebody of California. Probably. And NIFLA's like National Institute of Family, blah, blah, blah. No one cares. Some anti-choice. The L stands for life. N-I-F-L-A. Yeah. And Family Life Institute. Yeah. yeah okay. Yeah. Something like that. Family Life Institute. Where the... Where the what, not important. <laughs> NIFLA is the crisis pregnancy center people. Yeah. The, the fake women's health center people. Yes. Anyway, so we went there for the opening... Uh, the, for a rally uh, for, during the opening arguments of <laughs> NIFLA versus Becerra, which is a Supreme Court case... Um, challenging the FACT Act that was passed in California, which requires um, fake women's health centers to, like, label or, like, to acknowledge, like, via, like, a sign um, all of the options for pregnancy, um, whether or not there's a medical provider on site and, like, something else, like, that seems pretty reasonable to me. You know, just not lying to people. Yeah, it is, it's right. essentially like saying, hey, you can't pretend to be a medical provider and lie to people. Um, and so anti-choicers are, like, framing this as a, like, free speech argument and, like, pro-choice people are just like, is it really constitutionally protected speech to be fraudsters? Right. And that's, that's the question. Tax-funded. Tax-funded fraudsters. And yes. 27 <coughs> states, not in all states, but in 27 yeah, not states. Not in California, where this case actually comes from. But yeah. yes. It's in Ohio. In Ohio, yes. In Ohio, yes. Um, in 27 other states total. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it was real wet, real cold, really windy. (laughs) Real looks like too. Yeah, it was, uh, (laughs) but you guys made being completely wet, cold and miserable look really, really good. So I didn't know this until we got there, but they were actually dueling rallies. (laughs) Yes. So there was, there was like the rally put on like by Lady Parts Justice League and then like some squares next to us. And like people shouting into a mi- like microphones like at like different times or like at the same time mm-hmm. and like so Team Ohio being Team Ohio we were like on the line like just, just <laughs> of bother- course bothering the anti-choicers <laughs> out in front of the U.S. Supreme Court out, yeah. of the, out, of the, out in front of the Supreme well a hundred feet away from it because again the Supreme Court gets a buffer zone and clinics right. don't. <laughs> I just like to remind everyone of that as frequently as possible. Yeah. Right. Um, we were not allowed on the stairs. No. Um, but it was cool. I mean, we were probably one of the biggest showings uh, that were there. I mean, <laughs> Team New York showed up after we did, and they were like, oh, yeah, we've been on the bus for so long. We've been on the bus since four. And I was like, that's nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, I slept on the bus. I, I tried to or sleep on the bus. <laughs> I have kinks in my back. I cannot work out. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we had a very cold, very wet, very windy rally uh, and from this U.S. Supreme Court, which was 
it was fine. <laughs> I'm so tired and I'm so angry. Um, but what was actually nice is after that, we had a lobby day like that NARAL National put on. So um, we got to meet with U.S. Senator Sherrod Brown. Uh, we got to give him a I Am Pro-Choice Ohio t-shirt, which was really Yay. cool. That was totally awesome. It was damp. <laughs> <laughs> But he took it anyway. Because he's awesome. And then I tweeted to his wife that if he doesn't wear it, I hope she does. That was totally cool. You were on the bus ride home tweeting with the senator's wife about, was he going to wear the T-shirt that you gave to him earlier that <laughs> yes. day? Uh, I, I was. And, and she, it was a total two-way conversation. I she was. was like, oh, well, in case you didn't know, <laughs> I checked him out before I married him. He is totally pro-choice. And I said, oh, if only all of us could do that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Must be nice to be able to check people's voting record. Yeah. Um. You know, meeting with the senator is great. That's something that's sort of set up and just part of the, Mm -hmm. you know, how things happen in Washington. The Twitter conversation with the senator's (laughs) wife later that night is totally just like the most amazing 21st century. (laughs) We live in the future now sort of thing. Yeah, it was really cool. Mm. I was like, thanks, Connie. Um, uh, But then we met with a staffer from Joyce Beatty's office, and then a lot of the Cleveland folk went up to Marsha Fudge. Fudge, yeah. Marsha Fudge's office. Um, So we got to, like... Talk to them about fake women's health centers and how we'd really like some like influence on the Ohio legislature, like not fund them. And uh, and then a few of us like broke off and like because we had some time before we left, and we stopped by John Lu- uh, Representative John Lewis out of out of Atlanta, his office, and mm-hmm. we got to check out his office, and then we got to see him, and that was really cool. And yeah. we had no business being there, but it was still really cool. <laughs> it looked really cool. And it was like ah, hello, you are a civil rights like hero, and it was and it made people cry. But yeah. Yeah. I think I would. Yeah. <laughs> Every now and then when you do one of these D.C. lobby days, you get like some random, you know, other member of Congress who's not even from your state. And last time I was there, we did Gwen Moore. Uh, mm-hmm. And Kelly Copeland is like the world's biggest Gwen Moore fan. Like yes. She thought Gwen Moore should have been Hillary's VP nominee. Yes, and she should have. So, but Kelly was sick that day, and so she was back in the hotel room. Oh, no. <laughs> just sick. <laughs> and so we went to, to Representative Moore's office and been like, our boss is the <laughs> biggest fan of your boss. <laughs> you know, And there's no other reason for you to be there because mm-hmm. you're not their constituent. Yeah, I, I told them, I was like, we have no business being here, but we're <laughs> Big fans. Yeah. <laughs> He's very short. He's shorter than I am. Huh? He's a tiny man. Okay. <laughs> and, and opposite of that, I was watching the video and looking at the pictures of Congressman Tim Ryan from Ohio, who spoke at the rally, which is awesome. Yeah, yeah. we didn't get it. We didn't get to see him. Yeah, but, I mean, like it was in sad. his office. Oh. But. Yeah. We got video of it. Yeah, we have got video of him speaking. Because, yeah, he spoke at minute 44, and I think you guys got finally got there at, like, minute 55. Because, oh, for- like, Liz Winstead was like, the Ohio people are finally here. Oh, my God. Like- I'm going to fight her. <laughs> I will fight you, Liz Winstead. <laughs> so- you do not know the hell I went through to get there. <laughs> <laughs> she probably would enjoy the story, though. Mm-hmm. Um, you can tell her about it because they're going to come to Columbus with Lady First Justice this summer. So- I'm so excited yes. about that. <gasps> Yay! Can I be on the show? <laughs> I, do, I do stand up. Um, so now you love her. <laughs> I mean, no, no, I do. <laughs> I'm just angry. But um, but it's funny because you don't really realize. I mean, you see pictures of Tim Ryan and you think he looks kind of tall, and then like you I met actually, him at the women's march. Yeah, you actually stand next to him and you're like, 
Oh, dude, you you are. I mean, he towers me. I'm a solid like five eight. And like when we took a picture at one of the last lobby days we were there for with him, like he's still a good solid head above me. And then the picture they took of the person holding the umbrella over <laughs> him from like not on the platform while he's standing on a platform, he looked like a superhuman giant in right. the picture. Oh, very funny. speaking of Lady Parts Justice, we actually got to meet Eunice. Ah, yeah, and uh, Eunice the uterus. Eunice the uterus, and. Uh, uh, I don't know if the listeners would know this, but uh, Michelle Davis, who like filled in for me while I was out on maternity leave, she yep. brought Laura in. Yes, the sock, her little sock puppet. Her sock puppet that was for like for the socket to pee pee. <laughs> it trolled <laughs> the students for life when they came here. Oh it my was god, fabulous! The pictures from that are amazing. <laughs> I'll define, dig some up and put them in the show notes because they're hilarious. Yes. Um, but she, Laura, Lara in, and Eunice got to have a conversation. <laughs> Yeah, I saw the pictures of the puppets meeting each other, and I <laughs> thought that was pretty hilarious. Do you know why her name is Laura Inn? I'm trying to figure it out. It's no. Nayroll backwards! <laughs> 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 so it was, it was, it was a time <laughs> in D.C. Uh, I'm never coordinating a bus trip again. But it was, I'm glad for everyone who went and everyone who had a good time. And Once every five years. Once every five years. It'll, yeah. it'll roll back around. Our next, or, our next organizer can organize the next one. Uh-huh. There you go. I'm good, I'm good until uh, 2021. <laughs> 2022. Yeah. Nope. I can't math. 2023. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. In 2021. My th- yep, that's it. In my early 30s. <laughs> yes, yes. Well, I'm definitely too old to be doing that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. So, that was... That was fun. <laughs> I don't know if fun's the right word. It was an experience. There you go. But you guys and it did was fabulous successful. work. It was successful. Work. That's really what it meant. And people were like, oh, man, I wish you had gone. And I'm like, me too. <laughs> <laughs> Silly people with, like, jobs and shit. Mm-hmm. Whatever. Shoot. I just did it. Good job. <laughs> and now Gabe has to peep it out. <laughs> well, I mean, like, clearly they're like, oh, I should have arranged something, which means, like, oh, you could have and you just didn't. <laughs> I'll remember that next time I invite you to something. <laughs> yeah. uh, next time they get invited to a special event. So what's up on the event calendar? This coming weekend is actually the Bust and Stigma Burlesque show. Uh, there's burlesque and comedy at Bossy Girls. Doors at 8, show at 9. Um, it's going to be a good time. I, Saturday? It is Saturday, the 24th. It's been a year since I've done that show. And that show last year is actually how I announced my pregnancy to the world. Via Cosmopolitan Magazine. You like you like doing um, big life events at comedy events. I do, and it's not on purpose. That's <laughs> <laughs> just how it works out. That is going to be Saturday in the evening. It's at nine o'clock. Bossy yep. Girls pinup joint. Yep. Um, earlier in the day on Saturday is at the State House. Not our event, but one we just want to mention: the March for Our Lives. Um, I think my mother-in-law is coming to it. Uh, <laughs> I'll go if it's not like snowing. Right. It's supposed to be rainy and wet and snowy <laughs> again. So yeah, I guess I'm not going. <laughs> Not because I don't believe in it, because I'm tired. Uh, rally in support of the movement for gun control. Mm-hmm. Um, sort schools, of the Parkland the, kids, yes. Yeah, started by the Parkland kids, who I think are on the cover of Time magazine. It just got announced mm-hmm. this morning. There, so. there are, and I, I appreciate the photo, but I'm still confused by why one of the girls is not wearing shoes. <laughs> I, I think it's because they're... They're high school kids. But the rest of them are wearing shoes. Like, it's a weird stylistic choice. I don't understand it. You know what it is? They're, they're 18-year-olds. And Actually, not even. They're much younger. Okay. Some of them. Um, mm-hmm. they're, they're high school kids. And high school kids make odd choices, <laughs> which I'm going to segue here to a policy point. <laughs> Naraj Antani, one of the previously discussed 
Naraj. Um, legislators who wants to put arm your fetus. in the doctors to death wants to arm high school kids. Yes. No, no. Specifically only in rural areas, not the urban ones. So what I'm saying is he wants to arm the white, white ones. Kids, yes. White kids can be armed, not black kids. Sorry. But only the 18 year olds. Yes. Which, yeah. It, he said, if you're 18, <laughs> you should get to carry a long gun. Uh, it's illegal to even buy a long gun as a, until you're 21. I'm pretty sure. I think you can buy handguns. I thought it was maybe the other way. way. Is it the other way around? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. But like, picture every high school movie. <laughs> the senior, you know, the senior bully out of that movie. Mm-hmm. He's like beating kids up, and it's like Cobra Kai and mm-hmm. Karate Kid and all that. And Naraj Antani's solution is to hand that, that kid a gun? that bully. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, only the good guys will have guns, Gabe. <sighs> I'm picturing the scene from Dazed and Confused where, like, Parker Posey plays the senior and she's, like, pouring ketchup and mustard all over the freshman. And then and what if she guns. had an assault rifle strapped <laughs> to her? Oh, this is dystopian. This is Naraj Antani's solution. Yeah. He no. did walk it back, but, like, it's still a terrible plan. Mm-hmm. He walked it back after he put it out there. Yeah. <laughs> Along with his co-sponsoring of House Bill 565, mm-hmm. which put women and their doctors yeah. to death. Speaking of Naraj Antani, Sunday, <laughs> Sunday, Sunday, he will be speaking at a pro-life rally on Palm Sunday. Um, is it like is it going to be at the Kennedy? It, yeah, so it's at the across women's the street, med center. Yeah, the, across the street from the women's med center, and there's going to be a counter rally because that's just how it's going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, so. It's not a clinic day, so yeah, not a we will day. be there to support the clinic and show Dayton. Nayra will not be there, mm-hmm. but maybe some people who listen to the show will be there. It'll be a fabulous time. <laughs> I went to the last time he spoke there. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, you did. You took video, I remember Yeah, that. I took video. When, when he was 25. <laughs> what? When he was 25. When he was 25? Yeah. <laughs> he's, he's a young man. Um, uh, who looks old, but... And I, I, 27 going on 80. <laughs> I was totally uh, going to like blend in with the crowd, and, and I, I completely did. You couldn't spot me at all amongst mm-hmm. all the other people. That like white facade. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you also had your trench coat and your hat, and it, like you, you actually did do semi like. Yeah, nobody. Inspector nobody Gadget knew <laughs> that styled Gabriel Fonero was there, and so that okay, I'm just going to film this thing, and I set up my camera beside like the news cameras that so kind of blended in, and you know mm-hmm. nobody's looking at me. And I thought, okay, I'll just get his speech. And um, Husted, I think, was with him. You think so, yeah. And so they started speaking, and like out of nowhere, the local pro-choice group just walks out of the crowd and starts screaming them down. And I was like, where did they come from? (laughs) (laughs) And the audio from that is horrible. You can't hear a thing. (laughs) Because all of our side that I didn't even know about is just screaming them down. Yes. It was I mean, great. The Dayton folks, like, I don't know who leads them, but they, they're, they're They didn't plus. have a leader. Yeah. I came up to them afterwards, and I was like, hey, I'm from NARAL. Who organized this? And every single one of them was like, we don't really know. There was just a Facebook event yeah. where somebody Ooh. distributed <laughs> Who is the it's phantom to- leader of the Dayton no, people? No, it's totally decentralized. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah, they're plucky. Awesome. I love it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But just to make it clear... We do not condone, we do not, no protests can happen outside of clinics on clinic days, please. It interferes with patients. It interferes with patients and all those kinds of things. We only really um, support and push forward protests when patients aren't around. So like tonight in Toledo is their 40 days of harassment. They call it 40 days for life. 
finishing rally in Toledo is tonight and they're countering them because it's right. after the patients are gone. This is happening on Sunday. There are no patients there. Sunday, so, Sunday, Sunday. so we do fabulous things like yarn bombing the clinic and things to make it pretty on patients days, but we do not ever, ever, ever protest because it just makes things even crazier and worse for patients. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, the next event in the calendar is April 8th, Crafternoon. Yes, that'll be, that is like right before Advocacy Day. So we're going to be making uteruses. So feel free to come knit, come crochet, come cross-stitch, come make... Or maybe you could even make a little polymer clay one. I got plenty, plenty of polymer Ooh, clay. That could be fun. Um, so deliver to legislators. Uh, if we have... I mean, I don't think we'll manage to pull off making 132. Um, so we'll probably just make it for our champion legislators a little cheeky thank you. And then April 9th, I have a phone bank. So that's, that's going to be the beginning of our electoral phone banks. Woohoo! Should we have endorsements out by then? <laughs> we will. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then ad- April 10th is Advocacy Day. So we'll be at the State House, raising hell, yes. sh- saying hi to folks. Link to register in the show notes. Please register. It'll be register fun. Register now. Uh, that's during the day on the 10th. Yes. And then at night on the 10th is the next debate for the Ohio Democratic Party. Oh, of course. All of the... Where is that? Uh, it's in Middletown. Um, I've already got my media pass. I'll be in the, uh, <laughs> in the media room <laughs> full day that day. Um, so we really, you know, we want to hear a question mm-hmm. uh, from the moderators. I think WLWT is, I think. Uh, I think they're the ones that are moderating this debate. Um, you know, the, the party, I've, I've talked to some of the party officials um, in previous rounds of debates, not the Toledo one, but the ones before them, um, they, uh, they'd sort of controlled everything, but mm-hmm. since then have really handed stuff off. Um, this debate, the one in Toledo, they're run by uh, the local news, news officials. Yeah. Um, so the candidates don't get uh, a say in what the questions are. The party officials don't get a say in what the questions are. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll figure out who's hosting this and, and come up with their Twitter feeds. Um, and, you know, maybe ask folks to tweet mm-hmm. them, hey, I would like to hear about this issue, you know, a total abortion ban. I would like to hear about this yeah. issue. Um, what all of these candidates... <laughs> nice. Uh, what all of these candidates think about the water. various abortion restrictions, um, you know, how they mm-hmm. would act as governor uh, if and when additional abortion restrictions come down the line. Yes. So we, w- we want to hear more of these questions. Mm-hmm. And whether they would support actually making abortion more accessible, like rescinding Ohio's Hyde Amendment or making sure students get comprehensive sex ed or... Yeah, I think it's really weird that Ohio does not have standardized sex ed, like, standards. We don't even have health standards because they're so scared of sex ed standards. So we don't even have, like, (laughs) standards for, like, what kind of nutritional information your health class has to give or what kind of, like, information on... God, what else did I learn in 10th grade health? That was a really long time ago. But what, you know, like all the things you learn in health class that aren't sex ed, we don't even have standards on those because we're so scared of talking about sex. So I went through the school system in Georgia, like fifth grade through ninth grade. And each year we had like a different type of sex ed. I I will say that it was all abstinence based, Mm -hmm. but at least I had it. And I get, I got some useful information out of it. Mm -hmm. Now, when I moved to South Carolina, bets are off. (laughs) But like Ohio, I does it. It's set by the district. That's ridiculous. Actually, it's set. Sometimes it's so different in different rooms in the school. Ah. 
Just whatever the teacher wants to teach. Yeah, basically. Because we've had um, interns and those kinds of things actually try to do research on, like, what kinds of sex ed are available in schools in Ohio. And they can't even get that basic information because, yes, sometimes it's controlled at a district level. But sometimes in, like, big, huge districts like Columbus and those kinds of things, it can vary from classroom to classroom. Yeah, I really want to get Jim Helton from Tri-State Freethinkers and his daughter on here to talk about, like, what they've been doing for sex ed. You should um, totally do that. Yeah, no, they're great. I will. I'll do my best. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and maybe I'll raise hell. I mean, it's... It, it, okay. okay, I'm done. <laughs> um, <laughs> back to events. April 5th. I have not yet put this on the on the Facebook calendar, but that is going to be our next luncheon lobby at the University of Cincinnati. That'll be with Representative Kelly. Uh, there will be a brief training on like how to lobby before lobbying. <laughs> so that'll be fun. Nice. Yeah. And then... Uh, April the, the, the April fourteenth. I'm like that weekend. I am in Massachusetts doing other things. That clip. And then April twenty first <laughs> is the bowlathon. Nice. Yay! People can still sign up to have a bowling team. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and you should put my bowlathon link in the show notes so people you can donate. Totally should. <laughs> okay. Sounds hey, good. Hey, why haven't you donated to mine? <laughs> call you out. Call you out. <laughs> He just hasn't gotten to it yet. And I actually think that um, our brand new organizer who is starting on Monday um, for Northern yes. Ohio is organizing a little something for NARAL with the preterm bullathon too. Yeah, so. I think she's organizing a NARAL team for yes. Cleveland for mm-hmm. their for the preterm bullathon. I'm just, I don't know. No. There was, two, there was already a really fun team, so we just joined another really fun team because like, you want to be with the cool kids. Yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's nice to think, do things that aren't work. Yep. <laughs> You speak silly. Ah, between my baby and my job, I don't have free time. <laughs> and when I do have free time, it's still on abortion. <laughs> you know. Okay. Yeah. Sounds good. Uh, check out all of this information in the show notes. And we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye.